Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> uh, you know, I was having like a, a sex-like desert yes. for a little bit. Yes. I blew Steven the other day. And it was so Meaning good. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you have sex and you like give a, specifically when you give a blowjob and you're like, dude, that was the best fucking blowjob of all time. I deserve an you award for the that mic. shit. You're like, yeah. I dropped the mic. I did actually. I went like this afterwards. You, you slammed, I did you, the- <laughs> you slammed his dick on the ground? No, because like I need that. But um, I didn't do that. But I like dropped the invisible mic. I actually like after we were done, I, we, and we like went to go to sleep. I caught myself doing the brushing my shoulders off to myself really he, he are you serious i wasn't dr- totally sober but i was like damn you know when you're in it and you're like i'm doing a good it's like when you walk job. out of an interview and you're like uh i got that. it's like the best set of your life and you're like fucking i destroyed that dick <laughs> i fucking destroyed that dick and I, I almost looked at him like Right? Like, I destroyed that. That's amazing. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you. I'll be here for thank the rest you. of your life. Thank you. Yeah. I think last night, I was in the bathroom, I was taking off my contacts, and I was like, I'm, I've been rejecting him, and he's felt like shit, and I'm right. going to go in there, and I'm going to suck his dick, and boy, oh boy. Right. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Sucks at blowjobs Hutchinson. <laughs> um, taken down from my throne. <laughs> hey, you should watch I'm Sorry on True TV. It's written by and starring Andrea Savage. True TV's upcoming scripted comedy, I'm Sorry, will feature a host of comedic actors throughout its first season. We got Kathy Baker, Nelson Franklin, Judy Greer, love her, Jason Matsukas, every woman I know is in love with him, Martin Mull, he rules, Lyndon Smith, Gary, Anthony Williams, and Steve Zissis. I feel like I'm reading the book. Thank you, names again. <laughs> and we'll play, recur- uh, they'll all play recurring characters on the season while John Ross Bowie, Lizzie Kaplan, Jamie Denbo, Rebecca Henderson, Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, June Squibb, Jillian Vigman, and Kulap Vilasak will all join the show as guest stars. I'm Sorry premieres on Wednesday, July 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on True TV. It's also a fun thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about last night. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> Come, Come see us live. <laughs> you go, What are you doing tonight? If you're in New York City and you're not at Glamour Puss tonight at 7.30 p.m. at Zinc Bar, coasted by myself and Wendy Starling, you're dead to me. Yeah, you're a dumb, dumb person. Um, okay, and then... Tuesday, July 25th and Wednesday, July 26th. I'm going to be in Boston uh, for the Thunderfest. Thunderfest. I don't know why I said the Thunderfest. Just the Thunderfest. We're really in a a bad space right now. Um, (laughs) So uh, both shows are at Wonder Bar in Boston. Both days at 7 p.m. But if you're between which show to go to, go to the Tuesday one because I'm headlining that, which means I'll do more time. Uh, Tickets are $10, I think, for really cheap and just go to thunderbarcomedy.com for those um and then links in, are in the description of the podcast for all these shows if you're like where do i get tickets uh and then uh montreal canada on july 28th and 29th we're going to be in town for guys we fucked the experience 
a live podcast recording, and we are also co-hosting two off JFL stand-up comedy shows. You're going to definitely want to buy tickets if you're like between all of them for the guys we fucked Come experience. Come to all of them. Yeah. And the podcast recording. <laughs> yeah. The podcast recording, that's a smaller room. Uh, so we definitely, we like want them to look good. So if you could just buy tickets to that, it would be super helpful to us and we would appreciate it so much. Then Philadelphia on Friday, August 11th at 9 p.m. I'm going to be at the Victoria Free House with James. Tickets are $15. Code is Alfred. And then the next day, Saturday, August 12th, I'm in Baltimore at 9 p.m. We're probably changing the location of that show but it's going to be in Baltimore so you can buy a ticket. And then as long as you're in fucking Baltimore, you can come. Um, and then Wednesday, August 16th, we're going to be in the Hamptons. Yay. Both Christina and myself. Bougie. Yeah. We don't, we only get to go to the Hamptons if we're invited for a comedy show. And they're like, don't stay in my house, stay in my yard. <laughs> but it's actually like, a whatever. free show in Montauk at Rush Myers at 9 PM. Uh, but it's first come first serve. So doors are at nine shows at nine 30. Definitely get there a little bit early. This is one of the hottest events in the Hamptons. So you definitely want to come out to that. It is. is. It? Yeah, I read like a whole piece on it. I don't oh, really? know. During the week, I don't Fuck think there's yeah. like a ton to do in the Hamptons. So besides private like, be sex- rich and beautiful. Yeah. And if you know of a private sex party in the Hamptons, uh, just uh, holla at your girl. I would just like to see one. I've heard a lot about them. <laughs> and then lastly, Toronto, Canada, September 21st through 22nd. We're at Just for Laughs Toronto. Again, links and information, if we're going too fast for you, because you're not from New Jersey or New York, are in the description of the podcast on SoundCloud. And make sure to follow our social media. We post about all our shows there. It's Sorry About Last Night on Instagram, S-R-Y About Last NYT on Twitter. Christina is Christina Hutch on all social media. And I'm Philanthropy Gal. Bam. Hey, you got Spotify? If you do, we on Spotify, okay? You can go to spotify.com slash podcast, find us in the browse tab, just type in guys we fucked, and then happiness will be yours. (laughs) So fuck off. Oh, gosh. Uh, And hey, guys, you know movement? What? Movement spelled MVMT. They reinvented the watch business by selling direct to you with over 1 million watches sold to date. Hey, they did it again, except this time with sunglasses. They were tired of having to pay for cheaply made throwaway shades or overpriced designer sunglasses. So they said, fuck this. We'll make our own starting at just $70. What? Christine and I both received. I actually got clear glasses because, you know, it's good to get LASIK and then still wear glasses anyway. That's that is it's the a fashion statement. Basic bitch way. If ever there was one. True. Um, And we received them. Uh, they come in a very cute box and holder and they come with a little lens cleaning thing. And I really appreciate that. I did, too. If it doesn't come with the lens cleaning thing, what what are like, we here for? Like, go fuck for? yourself. And also... I'm not always wearing a t-shirt. Me neither. Or, well, I used to just use my boob, whatever I'm wearing, but... um, uh, Wait, you you use your actual flesh boob? No. No, that wouldn't <laughs> clean it. Silly. <laughs> I was like, that no, would I, make it more dirty. I do like this. I always do that in public. I'm oh. not trying to like do anything weird. I'm just trying to clean my phone screen or my glasses. But if I'm not wearing like a soft cotton, I feel like that's not okay to do. So I get, I get very paranoid about that. Um, they have a varied selections and styles. They really do have a lot of different things. Like no matter if you're more traditional, if you like an edgier style, they fit really great and it's risk-free with free shipping and free returns. Movement sunglasses start at just $70 with the option to upgrade to polarized. Uh, those over uh, overpriced designer brands will run you upwards of $200 
$100. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. Their high quality premium acetate frames, no cheap plastic. You got to see these. You have lots of styles to choose from. Uh, get 15% off today with free shipping, free returns by going to mvmt.com slash GWF. You know movement for how they revolutionized the watch industry. Now it's time to check out the sunglasses. Join the movement. All right. I'm going to read this next ad that... uh we have an intern, by the way. Her name is Lauren. She's wonderful. Hi, Lauren. She's sitting She's here with sitting us. sitting right here. This is great. And Guys, we uh, fucked. It's all fun and games until you have to sit here with us while we I do know. this. I know. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, she asked for it. True. Wait, so true. Can no, we, we could say that. We could say that. For a second. Can we talk, uh, Lauren? Sorry. We're putting on you on the, on the spot here, but... Can I, Lauren emailed us. Oh, not once, but twice. The second time she told us, and I can't even believe she's sitting here, that... Uh, Psychics told me to email. A psychic told me to email you. And you know what? That is why I opened your email because that was the subject line. And I was like, this girl is spiritual and hardworking. <laughs> that and was the only that- thing preventing me from wanting to work with her. But I was like, <laughs> let's see if we meet her and she's not a fucking nutcase. You are not a nutcase at all, girl. You're not. You're very nice. There's a lot of future. You're the most normal person I've ever met that has gone to a psychic, I will say. Right. You, have, you just, you look like a little, uh, American Eagle ad right here. You it's do. Beautiful. Very in nice. A great way. Yeah. Just very, a lot of youth here. I, I've never you, felt older. 20? Oh, 20. You baby, baby. Don't worry. We're not feeding no her booze No alcohol, over you here. guys. Assholes. Iced tea and lemonade only. <laughs> we make her Arnold Palmer's every that day. That just sounds like we just drowned her in booze and we're trying to not <laughs> get in trouble for it. We'll take you out before the end of the internship, girl. Oh, boy. To have some non-alcoholic fun. We'll get you a happy meal. <laughs> we talk to young people the way most people talk to women of any age. Yeah, we're just giving you a little dose of what we got. All right, so I'm about to read this ad. Welcome to the team. And uh, <laughs> it says, and don't include this part in the ad thing. Um, it says to read suggestively. So I'm going to take that note. We'll get a suggestion for you. Shove it up your ass. (laughs) Well, actually, that's really on point. (laughs) Are you ready to experience the pleasures of the flesh? Ooh, the luxurious feel of nuts (laughs) and arousing sensations from Mother Nature. It's possible with the organic ingredients found in Astro Glide O. Astro Glide O. Wait, wait, I gotta be. Are you still doing suggestions? Oh, Astro Glide O is a USDA. Certified organic dual purpose massage oil and personal lubricant. It's made from a unique blend of ultra hydrating plant based oils like ridiculously smooth to the touch coconut oil, sweet almond oil. No, you can't use it, Corinne. Your, your <laughs> pussy will swell up. And argon oil, <laughs> abundant with moisture. And, and it has snorted. Rich, <laughs> and it has rich, decadent oils born from tropical. Please say Lang Lang, Lang. but it's even though it says Elong Elong. How the fuck is it spelled Y L A N G? Christina, different cultures pronounce things differently. God, everything I do is racist and I don't mean it. Jesus. Flowers and petals, flower petals and sunflowers. Oh, it's just like I'm on a stage of spelling bee and I'm getting them wrong, but they still just keep telling me to keep spelling. These are just some of the 99% organic ingredients that bring Astroglide O to life. Whether you're using it as a personal lubricant or massage oil, Astroglide O 
luxurious feel. Was it a haunted sex product? Oh, your pussy is haunted. Uh, Luxurious feel and delicious coconut scent will help you experience pure pleasure. This is how I am suggestive. Experience Astral Glide for yourself. Get a free sample at astroglide.com slash pure pleasure. That's astroglide.com slash pure pleasure. And don't worry, the packaging is discreet. Experience pure pleasure. Astroglide. That was really good. Can we make fun of it or no? Yeah, I guess we can. I can't really say what I feel. No, I mean, I'm sure the product itself is great. Yeah, I got mad problems with these ad copies, though. Yeah, it's more like these. It's yeah. just like, let me take it and make it better for you. Right. Yeah. This but is, uh, it, that was painful to read. I got to be I got to be honest. I mean, the product sounds painful fun to listen to. So <laughs> that's why I, I wanted you guys to hurt while listening to it the way I hurt while reading it. Although it sounds like a great product. Well, it's so funny because like with a lot of like sex themed shows, such as the little uh, dog and pony show that we have going on here, like they think like they think everything has to be like, hey, girls, sexy and like erotic and just like we're just like but like coming, basic like, just, bitch sexy like come is like dripping out of our mouths while we do this it's like not- we're just so like fucking all the time like my i can't even sit my butthole hurts this so bad standing because our asses are raw i can't even walk right because there's something up my vagina and my oh, ass right now bad. and someone in another country has a remote control button when they vibrate it oh boy. whatever i'm oh just that really that really we're really off. speeding through this because there's a california pizza kitchen oh fuck pizza yes sitting here so How you doing um good yeah i mean i'll have updates on things okay me too yeah all right cool (laughs) glad that's out of the way (laughs) i was looking for emails to read oh um because that's another thing we probably should have done before recording it's we're yeah it's a special day guys you know when you uh are fighting with the person you live with and uh you just forget everything yeah all your responsibilities and things you're supposed to do and then you're just constantly getting mad at yourself for forgetting things but then you're like when i'm angry and i'm stressed out and then you gotta look up therapists and it's a time you guys it's a time right. um i gotta say i did now remember that prompted me because i was like who do I, I was like oh who do you live with and then i was like i'm not fighting with alfred but i do have to say something so last week when <laughs> remember when i was like being very dramatic about alfred Yes. Okay. So that well, was like, yeah, that cause... was a bit that I prepared um, to try to make fun of Lena Dunham, but I ended up not, you do not, wait, do you not know about Lammy? I mean, I know that's her dog. Not anymore. She what? sent that shit back to the shelter, girl. No. You don't know about this. This was like, the... she posted about that damn dog all day and okay. all night. So she was, sent the dog back to the shelter. Yes, after she could auction the dog off to a person who's a big fan of her and has money. That's also inappropriate. Yeah, that's weird, but <laughs> so is sending it back. Well, I mean, like, okay. although I do know people have done that. So, so maybe the dog was terrible. So no, no, no. But after four years, she so she rescued four years. The, it takes you that long. She rescued the dog, and then she like, and the dog has its own fucking Instagram. She's fucking photoshopping Lammy's head. You know, between her and Jack Antonoff, like going hard and so yeah it was a big thing she and and she wrote this big dramatic uh instagram post about how you know their journey had ended and she was the mom as long as she could be it's like no All if right. you're a mom you're always a fucking mom yeah you can't just be like <laughs> you yeah, can't send give it, it back. back like what are you doing oh, wh- did she say why she said like she, she had a reasons i guess she was saying like it had 
aggression problems, but you would know that before four years. Everyone made fun of her. Although I will say this, and this is in her defense. This has happened to my parents' dog. Didn't they didn't adopt the dog? I think they got it from a breed. I have no fucking idea. Anyway, Zach is their pit bull, and they uh, two years in. Zach is the the best dog, loving, amazing. He started biting. Because he's a he pit bull and almost, he didn't exercise, though. No, he almost bit my dad's hand off. No, it was weird. He would do this thing where at night, everyone said, like, it was random, but he would start growling at my dad like he was going to kill my dad. Right. He's obsessed with my dad. And then he would bite his own. He almost bit his hand off. My dad's hand was mangled. Turns out he's had seizures and he's been on seizure medication. He hasn't had one of those outbursts. Oh, it wasn't It wasn't at all related to that he needed to run? It wasn't because they exercised. that's really common. My, my dad would take Zach to this baseball field and run him every day for like an hour. All right. Well, anyway, Lena Dunham has all the fucking money in the world. So if the, do- the dog had <laughs> seizures, she would know this already. Like, True. that's not the problem. The problem is that I think we, I do love Lena Dunham, but, but that yes, she's a, a little lazy. Uh, and also I think a little late. She did show up to a sold out Webster Hall show in leggings and a sweater that I wouldn't wear to bed. So... <laughs> And I'm not. She's comfortable in her own skin and thrift store clothes. No, that's not okay. All right, there's well, come, sometimes things here. get too comfortable. <laughs> so me and Jane thought it would be hilarious to start this bit where that Alfred had aggression problems. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow, that went over my head. And then so you I, were really upset. I started putting up. He didn't have aggression problems. Yeah, I'm good at acting. And then I put. And then you I are good at acting. So then I put all. So I put all these. I started posting all these Instagram videos, but it was like just literally Alfred like playing with a. T- <laughs> Toy, like a nice dog, and then I would, and then I would so write his own account. Or no? I would write, no God, and then then I would write, good. Look at, I would look at this monster. <laughs> I was like, look at him, and remember how I like, tried to say that he was like racist. I just made up a bunch of, oh my God, that ridiculous. was all fake. I was really invested in. No, re- I told James, I was like, oh, Corinne was so upset last week. I know, that's why I was like. I was like, I got to tell her. Oh, damn it. Because the reason I would have kept the bit going longer and secretly told you about it, but I can't do it any longer because honestly, my heart hurt all week from everyone thinking that Alfred wasn't a good boy and I just couldn't do it any longer. So, and I, and I was like, you know what? Not, no joke is worth bad press for my little Alfie. He's the little, my little baby and I can't do it Um, because everyone started emailing me about like getting him a behavioral therapist. And then I got fucking mad. I was like, my son doesn't need a behavioral therapist. Um, Yeah, no, he's great. He did eat a plastic hamburger this week, uh, and I, which was not a real hamburger. Uh, and then <laughs> well, he shit so. it out and barfed it up piece by piece. But I mean, that was just a fun, delightful thing. That hey, you keep a tally going to make sure you put it to, back together. Yeah, and... no, he's yeah. So uh, Alfred's a good boy. No wow. problems. I, this was OK. I didn't know that. I was um, rendezvousing with the comedy art form of parody. Right, 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 right. I wish you could communicate in dog to Alfred what you did. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, yeah, he's a cunt. That's my mom, baby. <laughs> I feel like he would say that, but well, it I don't was know. nothing hurtful to anyone no. else. No, I think he would be amused by it. Oh yeah, Alfred, he's kind of cunty a little. Alfred is very mischievous. Yeah, it's awesome. So he would have oh. he would have really liked that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that was just so funny about the Lita Dunham thing because because <laughs> then because to then read her dramatic post and then she also posted this like sketch of Lammy and she's like sketch yeah she's like this art she, in that time she could have been taking care of the dog and training it <laughs> I don't know if she did the sketch but she's like this sketch hangs in my corridor <laughs> so I still see Lammy every day yeah it's real hard for me to be on board with that and he, I really do like Lita Dunham but I she too. needs to make she gets some of th- a couple things that she does are so over the really top. Really irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, 
I can I can no longer support him with love on this journey, but I can support him with money. I'm still taking care of him. And then basically what? the rest. So I guess she's still giving money to him because she gave him back to the rescue, <laughs> which is the proper etiquette. If you have a rescue oh. dog and you can no longer take care of it, it says in the paperwork that you sign, please bring him back to the rescue because you don't want to bring him back to a, a kill shelter by accident. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, or, of course, if you have a family member who really can take well, care of Well, I know if dogs will have bitten people multiple times and stuff, they have to be put down. It's certain. Right. Well, so certain you don't tell anybody. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, dead dog joke, Corinne. Um, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, guys. Um, okay. So anyway, Lena Dunham. Yeah. No. Her dog. Back in the shelter, Alfred sitting pretty on that vampire couch. Yeah, no, she was. She's he's back in the shelter, but then the, then the shelter released a statement that was like, "Girl, <laughs> this dog didn't have any aggression problems. No this way. Up. Yeah, they. You are. But are you? The All sh- right, Christina. The shelter That's clapped me- back. Oh. They clapped back. They said. They said. <laughs> Lena, you was just being lazy. And it's like, I love, I really, I think Lena Dunham does such great work. I think she has a very creative mind. But it's oh, like, yeah. But, but it's that also, doesn't mean you're good at raising a dog. But also, <laughs> leggings aren't appropriate for Webster Hall. Just, that's just a, not even pleather, not even, I mean, run a comb through your hair. How sick are you? Comb ya? your hair, girl. You know, I don't. <laughs> no, we got to stop telling her what to do. That's not feminist. But don't do that with your dog. <laughs> uh, I mean, just be a little professional. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think running a comb through your hair is letting the patriarchy win. Let's just say that. Yeah, see where you're coming from in that statement. I think it's a little uh, extreme. And I think you and your little Nazi feminist army need to calm the fuck down. Okay. No combs. No combs. (laughs) I refuse to wash my skin and comb my hair. Can you leave? You smell bad. Shut up. And then all the women fight with each other. Oh, God. See, we're not getting anywhere. But our guest is great. Oh, boy. We get to dive into a topic that I've always wanted to dive into. uh, And we've not really covered it on this podcast before, right? Uh, No. No. We had some requests. And, uh, you know, summertime always brings this topic to my heart. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's introing. Uh, it's uh, yeah. We we talk a lot about uh, eating disorders with our next guest. Who's a he's, she's an actress. She's a writer. She's a stand up comedian, improviser. She produces vids at Condé Nast. This uh, the scene, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the podcast, Alyssa Lim Paris. Walking, spend a lot of time walking. That's what people do. Getting over you. See me smiling The whole act's just for you What else can I do? People say I'm better off alone So I'm trying, trying, trying Oh, please If you see
Okay, we're here with Alyssa Lim Paris, and we're all Hi, doing Alyssa. fine. We're all Did doing I pronounce your work? last name correctly? Perfectly. Okay, good. Uh, it's weird because there's people you know for like a long time, and then you're like, I'm not really sure how to say the letters that follow the first name. But oh, yeah. That seems good. I don't know. My boyfriend's last name. <laughs> <laughs> Who, cares? Who cares? He's tall. He's 6'6". Six, six. Who cares? <laughs> mine's mine's the easy one. So that You actually count. are um, one of the people that I don't know personally like well, but I do stalk you on Instagram because you and your boyfriend are very cute. <laughs> oh, stop. Ditto. Yeah. yeah, we haven't. This is nice. We get to hang. Yeah, it's good to see your legs <laughs> are just crotch spread is... open on my couch. It's so nice. It's wide nice, open. Yes. I love that we record in my home because I'm like, <laughs> we're family guys. People, people come on the guys we fuck podcast and then immediately just feel like too like, free. What was that? I feel. Yeah, I like it's, have still those everywhere. Sometimes they don't leave after their interview and they stay talking. It's crazy. <laughs> they do. That was so a, many people. That was a it's nice cute. subtle way of Christina telling you that we have a lot of things no. to do right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We press stop I on tr- this. Truly, I I want to hang out with all the people right now. We're I'm gonna, totally good. We're gonna pretend that we're your friends for an hour. And then we're going to be like, oh, no, we're friends. We're friends. How are you? Sorry, you we've not made this about you at all yet. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh please. I am so comfortable. Weird mental chair. <laughs> I'm in like a hand embroidered in that chair. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, but I'm going to have to take this chair. <laughs> It also matches your green juice, which I'm drooling over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to Alyssa's uh, terrible <laughs> eating disorder in a second. But I mean, she walked in. I'm drinking a green juice, which for listeners, you know, this is like the, the worst. Like this you is are the, right, girl. This is the sixth layer of my hell is me drinking a green juice. Worse off that I made my fucking self because then it doesn't also doesn't even taste good oh, on top of you it. You put apple in it. Uh, I put, I no, I bought like a, a pre-made <laughs> Yeah, Bags. I was gonna say. Listen, if that has if that has one ounce of apple in it, I'm out. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute. I was under the impression that that was celery and kale, bitch. If there is apple in that, this I don't want it. The most humorous approach to an eating disorder discussion I've ever. The had. only fruity it. thing in here is pineapple, but that helps because I have an acidic. It, okay. With the acid, like in the stomach, mm. shit, a uh, pineapple really helps with bloating. Okay. See, really? I'm, I'm like a freak. Yeah. Like if I like if there's even an ounce of sugar and green juice, I can't touch it. But then, you know, I'll have like a Kit Kat or something. So you mean you can only um, like do all veggie ones? Yeah. OK. Yeah. I prefer that- to drink vegetables anyway. I really like beet juice. Yes. <laughs> and is that for a reason that's associated with an eating disorder or you're like, yeah, I just don't want to eat sugar? Oh, and well, how do you know the difference? And really? That's a great question. Yeah, because it's all just like that. Yeah, we're gonna I, just jump right in. I meant to start from like the beginning, but let's just go into this. Yes, what this? Yes, <laughs> we don't need small talk. We're we in it. Okay, kid yeah. to, hand, yeah. to handle these problems. What's what? What is your? What is yours? Well, it's weird. I was anorexic in college, and then I'm technically sort of in recover. I've been in recovery since, but recovery is just a weird word. That's like the rest of your. I mean, yeah, it, a yeah. little bit. That's how it feels. Because when you're an alcoholic, like I know that people for from alcoholism i've been sober 30 years but they're still you know thinking about it so yes. that's like a lifelong journey well and they're still technically an alcoholic so are you still yeah. technically anorexic even when you are not going through the motions of anorexia you know it's like i think i'd never identify as that because i feel uh, too fat to say that i'm anorexic if that makes it like i would never say currently I'm, currently Whoa. so then you skinny you pale. are you look, still well, anorexic Oh, God. Right? Well, thank you, ladies. I've gotten what I need here. <laughs> All right. Where's the door? <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess I don't say I'm I, I say I'm recovering from anorexia because. OK. Um, yeah. It 
uh, maybe I look skinny to you guys, but it, there, no, I know. It, it, well, it I know yeah. exactly what you mean because yeah. I did see one episode of the Real World. Whoa, <laughs> someone's educated. Was, was this, so yeah. I feel, I feel re- I like didn't I, know I was talking to Corinne. a doctor. Oh my god! Well, hold on. Oh, a professional. Okay. <laughs> If, if this is the first episode where the guest walks out, we're fine with that. We understand. Yeah, it's, it's us. us, not it's you. It's us, not you, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, uh, that's, yeah, no, I still, that is interesting, Christine, about the alcoholic thing, because I think there's, uh, not to, but I think with alcohol. <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> not, not to brag, but with alcohol, you know, it's like, okay, I'm choosing not to drink that anymore. But with food, it's like, well. I'm it's yeah. still there. I can't just I'd love to be like, I'm done. Right. <laughs> I'd love to cut it out. Well, I'm a per- I actually am a person who doesn't eat a lot. I don't eat really. I mean, yeah. I eat, but um, but it's but for me, it's uh, I'm just not a hungry person. I don't and my my stomach hurts all the time from everything. So it's like I associate a cupcake with a stomach ache. So to me, a cupcake isn't doesn't feel delicious to me when I look at it. You know ah. what I'm saying? But then I'm like, and sometimes I, I don't. And Corinne always is like, yeah, you don't really eat, but well, I'm not. You're one of the only people I know in my life that truly, I would say, doesn't like food. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. So then sometimes you, when you talk about, no, you're not, but we're, just we're, this is an intervention, Christine. Again, I'm sorry. No, you're, you're, not anorexic. About me. you're not anorexic, but just sometimes you, you do talk about like, I eat so much and then I do want to stab you. I got to say, Oh, I do. Oh, sorry. It's annoying. I eat so much. And I was like, what, I, you I eat so eat. much one time. Yeah. yeah. But that one time was memorable. Okay. <laughs> Christmas of 2014. <laughs> you had dessert, Christina. Okay. Let's move on. But I don't feel, I don't feel. Yeah. But I, but oh, is anorexia, is that associated though with guilt though? If you do eat? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think, I think for me, it's not that I have an ambivalence towards food. It's much more that like I, mm. I, yeah, it, it's food is kind of always the, the enemy. enemy. It's oh, not, okay. yeah. If I, I, I associate a cupcake with like, that will inform maybe two days of eating. If I have a whole, if I were to ever eat a whole cupcake, that would mess up like a few days. Of oh, okay. when's the last time you ate a whole cupcake? I, I don't, I sadly couldn't. So you're like, are you like a picker kind yeah. of? Okay, and do you do a lot of snacking? Yes, I don't. It's, yeah, I don't. Wow. I don't do a lot of of meals. Mm-hmm. We have the same relationship. Or we have the same habits, but different relationships with food. I dumped food. No, I, I don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. about it. Wow, that's weird. Okay, this is interesting. That's, that's great. I mean, I think you have probably a healthy relation in a way. Mm. Or hey, yeah, we're I all, don't know. I don't what's healthy. What's Alyssa? healthy? I don't know. Uh, healthy, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Healthy is my brother being like, oh, I forgot to eat. Yeah, I can't Right. That's it. Yeah. You're I'm always just, thinking about it. Yeah. I think because I think <clears throat> you and I are actually the complete opposites. Because I'm yeah. also thinking about food all the time, but never in a in a guilty way, just like almost like a dog. Like, how can I get more of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly. Like, I, I have there's a long story about how I think I was a dog in a past life. We're not going to get she into was, that. Though. She was dog on, this on the street. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Christina, that's called barking. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, God. <clears throat> that's because I shit myself. OK. Um, <laughs> anyway, she shits on the floor, walks away <laughs> and doesn't feel guilty. She's a dog. <laughs> when did this first come up with you do you remember um yeah it i i was actually i just went to my five-year college reunion and it was really haunting to be back there uh Uh, it's in the it's in the woods it's in the mountains so like i haven't been since i graduated and there's something very it's kind of like you know when you break up with someone and there's a song you don't listen like that and and then five years later you listen to it and it just kind of floods yeah 
Yeah, it just, so it, it happened in college. I was in love with my boyfriend from high school. It was like a summer love. And then he broke up with me and I lost my grandfather. And I just remember like, basically stopping eating. So it was a form of control to feel in control at a time where you felt out of control. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or yeah. Cause have you ever made your, I used to, um, I've talked about this on the podcast so many times, so, I, but I haven't talked to you about it, but, uh, um, I did that once with bulimia for like six months after yeah. somebody dumped me. Interesting. And I, and I, cause I remember, I remember when the therapist told me you just want control. I'm like, Oh good. Cause I'm like, I don't think I don't look in the mirror and go, Oh, this is, I don't see a 400 pound version of myself when hmm. I look in the mirror or anything, but I did want control. And that was that, I don't know. It was a satisfying control that that gave me. Yeah, exactly. I just remember, yeah, it felt like winning. Like I felt like I was losing everything in my life. I I loved my parents and to be like moving away from them. Just, I I didn't find my place at my college. And I just, I remember feeling like, okay, well, if I, if I can be skinny, I'm like, I'm winning. And yeah, well, society does treat women as if that is what the rule is. Uh, So I I get how people feel that way. But I mean, were you not skinny or did you only see yourself as not skinny? Like, did you have a different body type than you have now? I, yeah, uh, gosh, it's hard. It's, it's all murky. Cause Uh I, yeah, I definitely feel, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not really, I don't weigh myself. It's hard to figure it out when you obsess over it, right? Exactly. You don't weigh yourself ever? Ever. I basically, once I started have it because I, I used to obsessively weigh myself sure. oh, and yeah. then I just got to a point where I was like this isn't healthy and was I'm that not- the addiction almost too like that high of oh it's a lower yes. number it's a pound lighter it's a yes and I would buy shorts smaller and I would just like it was oh, it was like this yeah. sick kind of game but I, yeah and then I, I just was getting hospitalized and I was like uh passing out and I had and then oh I, really yeah and then I uh it got do, do people notice before you did mm-hmm mm. that's the weird part about being young like I just I didn't know I did I thought I was and then I just yeah people that is like the epitome of being young is you don't know and everyone else around you does mm-hmm. I hate that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did well, you have a feeling I I didn't have a feeling until someone told me and then I looked it up and I was like oh yeah uh, everything makes sense and I remember crying kind of being like okay actually never mind let's fix it. I remember that day being like oh let's not do this anymore let's fix it and then I you know it's been what five years and I haven't fixed well it. how how do you how do you how does one even begin to start fixing that? I mean, I, how do you, but you, cause you are fixing it, right? Yeah, you could say. definitely. It, I, honestly, in that you're just number one, self-aware of it. Agreed. Right. I would think that that's, I mean, they say that in all these, it's the first step is realizing it, but it kind of is. It is. Yeah. First step realizing it, but big step is definitely wanting to get better. And that's the one mm. that I think I, yeah, I, I, I think if you really want to get better, you can get better. And the trick is like really wanting to get better. Yeah. So what you said that with some hesitation. So is there a part of you that's just still wants to be like super thin and like, so not get better? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I <clears> think <throat> if I didn't, and I, and I, I think it's thin and I, but I, I think still a big part of it is it's like a, ah, uh, it's just a drug. It's like a coping. Well, you're obsessing mag- over this one thing in your life. And, it's and a, it, yes. how can you get out of that? That is a tumble, a spiral of like, when you obsess over something, like anything, anything. Any, I've seen people obsess over, I mean, obviously drugs are an easy one to obsess over because they are addicting, but like when you get your mind fixated on that and then there's, you, you bring in all the facets of like, I'm not going to do the scale or I'm going to do the scale or the cupcake or the restaurants that I walk by affect me now. And, and then you warp your way of thinking, I would imagine. And then that's fucking hard to get out of. Yeah. 
And it's just such a like, it's just a reset that I have that when things are going badly or when I have something in my life that is out of control or that I don't like, it's it's still my coping mechanism to just go mm. back to this. You know, I'm rarely in a really good place in my life and really skinny uh, or, or really in a bad way with my eating disorder. What how little do did you or do you eat? How how? Um, How anorexic we talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you want numbers? Okay. Uh, yeah, I want specifics. I never yeah. really talked to anybody about this. So, uh. um, yeah, it, it. I think I. I mean, it's like, yeah, like today. It, it just it's hard. Usually, what happens is I just I I wait longer and longer to eat, and then I, I eventually eat something. And usually, the difference is how long I've waited that day to eat. So mm. by the end of the night, I'll usually eat a meal. Yeah. Some salad, some food, something that makes no me, snacks, like nothing. Definitely lots. But if oh. I'm but the more I'm like restricting the snacks go away, if that makes sense. Oh. So the end of the meal, the end of the night still happens. And then it just is like, yeah, the daytime is usually uh, when you don't eat when and now when you were kind of when it was at its peak, would you eat it all? Right. So when I was at my peak, it was like you didn't I never really fully gave in to the. The meal. The, yeah. Mm. But you so I mean, to, ch- to chime in to help maybe uh, you be thinner. Uh, t- t- doesn't your isn't your metabolism going to speed up if you eat at the top of the day and then stop eating at the bottom? <laughs> Thanks, Corona pal. Corona is so sweet. She'll That's, help you with your anorexia. Oh my God. If you really want to get skinny, come on. Wait a minute. I mean, wouldn't that be? Wait a minute. I've been I was doing say, this your body, all wrong. Your body the doesn't night, process fats and sugar night, as well at night. The night eating God, seems counterproductive to the goal here, Alyssa. <laughs> Oh no! But that, but but with those obsessive <laughs> thoughts, though, I feel like part of your e- like e- ego, oh, eb- and, you know, whatever ego meaning every, everyone's ego is uh, gonna want to sabotage that plan. So it's like you're battling yourself in well, your head, right? Well, that, that's kind of what it is. Is like I don't trust myself to do that. I, I wish I could trust myself to eat a big breakfast because I know that that speeds up my metabolism. But in my head, I'm like, that is there's too much room for error in my day if I do. If I eat uh. something big in the morning, I've taken up a lot of calories or a lot of food. And then sure. now I still have the whole rest of the day that I have to get through. And I, I don't, you know, always trust myself that I won't. So what do you think eat. is going to happen? What's the fear? The fear? Oh, great question. Um... Yeah, I think the fear is getting bigger always because people always say that, like, you look great. And it's like, yeah, sometimes I'm worried about that. I don't look good. But most of the time it's I'm I'm more obsessed with, like, not getting bigger. So you're, you're not worried about looking good as much as you're worried about getting fat. Yeah. Have you ever been fat? Um, no, I don't think so. And what is like- fat? Yeah, probably in in my yeah bigger than is maybe a better way to say it. I don't know if I. But why? What's so okay. bad about that? Yeah, again, it's like just. I'm just. I'm, I know. Obviously, there is nothing bad about that. But I'm curious what you think is would be bad about it because everyone has their own. It's got to come back to the control thing. It's just something where it's like it's my. You're a, a like a. You suck. You can't do. You can't. You're you're shitty at being anorexic, Alyssa. Like that voice would say that in your head, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or just yeah. Or even just like, uh, it's like, yeah. It's a good friend. It's a bad friend. That's the problem with anorexia. I think is like it make it tricks you into thinking it's your best friend. And so like when you're really when I'm having a bad day, it's like it makes me feel like oh it's, it's just coping, the two of us. Yeah. But in theory, it's it's bad. It's it's a it's tricking you into thinking it's a good friend, and it's really making you. It makes me worse off, and it makes right. Yeah. So, how are the other people in your life? You know, so you have a boyfriend. Obviously, you're very close with your with your mom. Like, how 
how do they, I don't want to say like handle, cause that's in, like, that seems shitty, but like, how do they, if Approach I was, it? if I had a, someone in my life that I was really close with and I just saw them not eating, like that would consume a hundred percent of my relationship with that person. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing them not. Cause it would kill me. Getting nutrients. Like it's, it, yeah, it's a bigger and so, I and I would just spend my whole time like you know for instance like this is a, like but like couldn't be in the corner with a with a fishing reel with like a thing of bacon. Well, on yeah, it, like, because hey, like, this looks good, right? Even like with like my boyfriend smoking, like he quit because I just couldn't I, I couldn't watch him kill himself anymore, yeah. and I just couldn't handle it. And I was like, this ha- ha- you have to stop this. So like, how how do the people in your life? They obviously know you're very open with talking about it, which is I think That's is awesome. great, and why we asked you here today. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend always says, like, we're not having kids if this is like we're not I'm not marrying you. I'm not having kids if this is how it is. And so you have to get better, if not for yourself, than like for me or for kids or for this family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's my I mean, I he's changed. He's helped me a lot. Like uh-huh. he's the first boyfriend who I've talked. I used I didn't used to talk about it a lot. And so right. uh, Luke or my boyfriend is the first person that I've really talked about it with. And it gets rid of, it takes away a little bit of the power of the eating disorder and it helps him just be like, stop, you're hungry. I'm not like, you haven't eaten, sit down, we're eating. Right. And, yeah. and that, is, that, is that helpful for you? It is. I Good. think it's, it, yeah, I'm open to it. Uh, yeah. And I love eating with him. It's a lot easier for Aww. me to eat with him than to eat alone, which is nice. Huh. That's like a Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 about him being there Hallmark makes it card. easier? Is it like having someone almost like coach, like like working out with a trainer or? Oh my God, you're right. It, That's it, true. I would not work out if I didn't have one of those. It is a little bit like that of just like, I think. It, Accountability, like maybe help me try and be accountable for this or yeah, try what and. what is it? Or it's even just like. Oh, I want to eat because you want me to eat, and and mm. we're eating together and we're normal. Whereas I'm, when I'm by myself, I can let the voice take over a little bit. Whereas when yeah. I'm with Luke, I'm like, oh no, he loves me, I love him, we love each other. Let's and you like, can get out of that. I can that get voice out of that. Is is it's, is like your evil imaginary friend that's an asshole. Totally. And when I'm yeah, or even when I'm like, if I have a busy day and I have stuff to do, it's easier to knock the voice out and be like, no, 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 I need food to like power me forward. And yeah, to, yeah. So the voice comes in a lot at dark times or lonely times, which is why I, I do think for anyone with an eating disorder, if you can open up to one person, it it does make a big difference. How does it affect? Um, so you said you were passing out in the beginning. So yeah, it's been about five five years. You said five since years that since five year reunion since and it's worse. That happened. Yeah. Okay. So wait, how old are you? Well, I guess five years since I graduated. So that would be like I was when I was more of like a freshman sophomore. So it's actually yeah, more like eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. I'm tw- I'm 27. Okay, okay. Because at first I was I thought I was like, are you like 24? Are you way younger than I thought? Oh, you were? I was like, I are thought you, you were about 27. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. You look yeah. very young. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, yeah, I'm 40. Uh, you can't. Yep, it's got its perks. <laughs> I'm 89. <laughs> How does it affect your sex drive, sex life, that area? Does it? I don't. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like it definitely used to. I used to just I was at a place where I'd like stripped all pleasure out of my life for mm. sure. I never would come. I would ne- I wouldn't even, even masturbate by yourself? even by uh. myself. Yeah. When I was in college, it was just like a. I was so depressed. It was a very dark time. And I'm not mm. as depressed now. I'm just still kind of dealing with the lingering effects of it. So, yeah, my my sex drive is probably worse if I'm like really hungry and just I don't know it and I'm cranky. But in yeah, in in general, it's it's a double edged sword because if I don't feel great about my body, then I'm also like I was going to say, yeah, it's it's impossible to have enjoy sex when you don't enjoy your own body. I know like you can't. Um, I mean, you can fake it. It's easy to fake. Right. But it's not fun. Yeah. 
again, and having a boyfriend who I love very much and who I'm, I'm totally myself with is better. Cause when I was like with, yeah. With other people, other partners would be an asshole to, or you couldn't talk to them about it or you just didn't want to. Or yeah, I didn't, I never wanted to. And then I never, like if that's a wall <laughs> that I was putting up, I just, yeah, I never would really go fully enjoy that. sex or yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be vulnerable and present like to your fullest extent with them. Totally. Mm. Now, um, we took it upon ourselves to joke about your eating disorder. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> yes. Since you're a comedian. Um, but do you feel like dating a comedian has helped? Because I know normally it's like a nightmare, but I also date a comedian and I find it help more helpful than not helpful. Like, do you guys, are you able to joke about it with your boyfriend or oh yeah is it more what's serious that? what's it like is there well, dark humor around it i love joking about it and okay. he really doesn't like it <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes okay. a lot he of doesn't sense. think it's funny he doesn't because you know i think like what he you, loves you because he loves me and like and it's he, like you getting away from the topic yeah like or like seriousness of it totally yeah. and like, like you said it's like a, a cigarettes to you where, yeah and so for him he wants it gone and he He's always like, I'm not going to entertain this like Anno brand. Okay. He's like, it's not for me. It's not funny. Yeah. Right. And how about mm. your mom? Like, what's, what's the, con- I mean, uh, does she, kn- she knows the full extent. I'm sure if you've been hospitalized. She knows the full extent. Um, But yeah, my dad died a couple years ago and it's kind of, uh, that's top of mind. So I don't think, uh, I try to, t- I, I, uh, okay. My mom doesn't, yeah. There, she's like, I don't give a shit about yeah. that yeah. right now, Alyssa. Can we not talk about that? While he was alive, so before, maybe when you were in college, what was what was that like? I get, yeah, it was, it was, I was so angry and sad and I didn't mm-hmm. like, I, whenever my parents talked about it, I'd snap and I didn't want to. Uh, is it because you were hungry? Because I know, like, yeah, I get so mean. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get so mean. And I, a lot of women do. Like, a lot, and a lot of people do because you're like, it's your insulin levels spike and not spike. Well, I and, think it's more than that. I mean, like, you have a, disease yeah, yeah that's, that's it that's it that's it but all, yeah well so you were probably meaner than most yes i was me i was the meanest of all yeah uh i was i was i was mean i i think what's it was the just meanest a, thing did you, did you ever God, is there like something that you did that or you said that you're like oh shit you look think back of 2012 <laughs> i know oh god yeah i was just i was just not easy to be around and i mm. think for a while that scared me to tell people about my eating disorder because I was like paroled and that's just not mm. fun. It doesn't make, and yeah, I'm so com- I can't enjoy yourself around that person. And yeah. You know. And I'm, I'm just, I'm very competitive. And so when people are like, <laughs> when people, when my parents would like try to make me eat, I would just, it'd make me not want to eat like, even more. Yeah. It seems <laughs> to me the things that I've heard about interact, how it's handled in like how I've seen it on television and movies in terms of like a more of a documentary style uh, aspect of it. It is like this, competition with yourself or with the with yes. the bad part of yourself with that voice in your head yeah totally my therapist always tells me i'm at war with myself hmm. and i'm like who's winning <laughs> am i winning or am, am i winning, I winning? Or is, but yeah. i mean that sounds almost like not that you have schizophrenia but that seems like the almost is like what's what's the explanation for this other voice i mean we all have a voice inside our head but it's it's not so it doesn't loud take over for everyone but sometimes there's periods i think in every person's life right where it takes over for like a week yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. But yours no. is like, oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, I do then. Maybe I'm just in between you guys then. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I I I don't know where it comes from. It's just uh 
Because I'm fascinated to see like almost how a therapist like explained it to you. Like, so you walk into therapy. Like, when did you start getting go, going to therapy? Pretty was it because of the eating disorder or was it because of something else? Yeah, it started with eating disorder okay. and then it's it's just always been on and off with people for different things. OK. Yeah. And then so you walk in and what what's kind of do you remember the first session or the kind of first things that the therapist told you? Oh, yeah, because I had like. Wow, yeah, you do. I can tell by your face. Oh, I had just the worst. I, yeah, I, if I weren't a comedian, I think I'd want to be a, a therapist just because there were so many bad, mm. terrible I, eating Therap- disorder therapists in college that really? were. Really? You know, it was free. It was a clinic. I, I was, they were free. Right. free. I actually, I had a good, well, I had one experience with, well, one was bad, but one was good with the one in college. It was like the favorite one I ever had. And then oh. I went out of the real world. I'm like, oh, these people suck. That's great. I mean, I think that's great because. Yeah. Did they say, what did they say? Like, what are the, what made them a bad? I just remember her being so like hyper and I was so dark and low. And I just remember her being like, well, Uh, if you had to, I mean, think of uh, the most magical food you could think of. Oh, shut the (laughs) fuck up. I was like, oh, Oh, gross. Yeah. What would you want to eat? Pancakes, waffles. Think of your ideal breakfast. And I remember at that time being like, what? (laughs) That's what she said to you. My ideal breakfast is nothing. I'm anorexic, bitch. Nothing. Do you miss it? Get on the same page. You hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. So so mad. I left. I went through a series of like probably four or five and then I landed on one who was amazing and I still keep in touch with her and I've she's she was anorexic which I think is there oh, that's you so go much there it is she wasn't perky Jackpot. Like, just believe in yourself exactly I don't know what your problem is. she was like I get it we're not doing cheese and that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's wow funny. yeah that's, that's so be. funny what is, do you remember anything that she said specifically other than the, like the war within yourself that that's interesting like but is there anything else she said that you're like oh fuck yeah yeah my um well, so it's so it all goes in phases, you know, back then it was really learning how to eat again. So she was just kind of like a, a very much a food coach of like oh. how much to eat and what how I could wean myself back on to like food. Yeah. And then now my therapist, you know, I'm I'm more comfortable with food. I know what to eat. I know about food. And so my therapist now is. Yeah. I know food. Uh, and yeah, now my therapist is much more about emotionally. Like, why am I turning to this? And is there, we can't get rid of whatever is in me that's turning to this. So instead let's find whatever this is in me. Where else can I turn it to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what other outlets? Yeah. Comedy. Okay. Comedy helps. Yeah. Isn't though, um, like when you go to therapy or tr- oh, th- I think going to therapy is, is an attempt to con- like gain control over how your brain works and your thoughts and kind of that control, right? Of like uh, this, this, I have this voice in my head and it's, it's winning sometimes and I don't want it to. So, but isn't that kind of like, you're, you're, I don't know where I was going with that. I had some anorexia metaphor that was really brilliant, (laughs) but I lost it. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like everyone's always constantly trying to control their thoughts and their brain. And that what is what therapy is. Yeah. So it's like that. It's not anorexia, obviously, but like, it's, but like I'm, I yeah, I don't know. I know people obsess over like controlling the way they think. But totally. That, I'm like that's kind of therapy. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a tangent. No, no, no. It's true because my yeah, it is like a way to be like I have all these thoughts spiraling. Can we like dump them and then yeah, you yeah, keep them figure and, out why yeah. the fuck I'm thinking this. <laughs> Help. Okay, so wait. Consensus of the room. The thought, the 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 voice in your head is usually one. the same as. Like you're like, cause my, I had the voice in my head, but the voice in my head is saying the same thing as I'm doing. Like we're on the same, Mine's not. we're on the same page. No, so no, never. That's my anxiety. That's why I, that's anxiety. But is it never on the same page or just oh, no, 50, no, 50? it is. It is. It, I wouldn't even say 50, 50. I'd say like more 60, 40. Okay. So, and more positive than negative. <laughs> yes. But my, like I, when I have a panic attack and my, my, I have a voice in my head that literally says like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, right. And that, I mean, and then, and then I would think therapy is. 
you know, you try to, I, my, my <laughs> personal goal for a therapist would be to like fucking shut that voice up or right. understand it by the understanding that you control it. Okay. Yeah. And then voice in your head, how often is it say, is it like on board with kind of like the, what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think unfortunately, anytime I eat, that's different than the voice in my head. You so know? you, you, the, the very like act of you eating is you going against what your head is telling you every time. Yeah. yeah. But what does yeah. your voice say mm-hmm. in your head? Whatever I'm doing. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, most times, I mean, uh, awesome. the only thing I'll get hard on myself is like, I usually think I, I'm uh, I, the only thing I when will you say dwell on things. Does the voice a, come in or no? Mm, obsessive I mean, compulsive is different because, oh. uh, we, and Alyssa, we've talked about that, yeah. but that's obsessive compulsive. Isn't the, my brain telling me something different. That's my brain thinking of every possible uh, answer to any question that is posed. So it's like a rat running through like yeah. a labyrinth constantly. It's just f- trying to find every different answer. Or but you don't solution. have a negative. It's not. No, it's not negative. It's not going against. It's not or saying a- like you're bad. The only thing that sometimes I'll get down on myself about is a uh, uh, laziness. Like I always think I'm being lazy, even though I'm pretty much never. Being I was going to say, but that, right. That's the thing. Though. That's the only one. But that you're not being lazy. You're a very hard worker. As yeah, least. but sometimes I'm being like, I honestly think that like hard I, on I should like never be watching a TV show unless the TV show is something I have to study for something I'm doing. But right. I don't necessarily think like that's the real wrong. world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was years ago, Alyssa. Um, no, I agree. I think that that's just ambition almost, I think. I it, mean, it's it's it, it get to the point where like, I mean, I sometimes think that I don't enjoy like I don't like really like having fun because I think it's a waste of time. I know. But you, I, that's the only but thing. that's confusing. Yeah. When I drink, but I you do. do have fun. That's though. why I drink. Like, we though, went because, to the Mall of America. Mm, that was fun. Yeah, but we like, were you like doing fun things. But we were there on business. Right. 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 You like taking business trips and be having productive fun on business trips yeah i really like doing work like if there's a day when i don't get any work done like that's a yeah that's a real problem i agree that's why i hate sundays because i feel you don't have a voice in your head do stuff on sundays everything's i'm like why is everything fucking closed no it's you have a voice in your head saying you're a lazy piece of shit because that's what that's why i can't not do work during a day like i can't waste a whole day it doesn't say you're a lazy piece of shit it just says yo get up what are you doing like it's not it's not so mean i love i'd love to be friends so, yeah, you have a yeah, I want to be friends with that head. voice. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's just like, yo, you have a lot to do and you should do it. Yeah, that's oh wow, that's like, it's a nice coach. But some, yeah, but sometimes you know you got to take a nap. I know. <laughs> sometimes, so yeah. true. I just, I'm just very tired. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, but anyway. your voice in your head is a very healthy voice, Corinne. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I wish I, I just, I yeah, I wish I could have a little more fun. But yeah. anyway, don't we all? <laughs> I know. Well, I feel that way, especially since my dad died. I have this obsession with like, we're going to die so soon. And so any day where I'm not doing anything, it's like, shit. Yeah. I'm just like this. And that's a whole different ballgame. But yeah. Yeah. How did he die unexpectedly? He got brain cancer, Mm. which is like I didn't know at the time, but it's just very aggressive terminal cancer. So he was super healthy. Like, yeah, he had similar eating habits to me. He was very like fit and exercised a lot and didn't he was like a vegetarian before it was a thing was he i mean was he <laughs> before anyone was a vegetarian yeah, he was the first vegetarian like, guys we should just not eat meat I know, what like, what? I know what you mean my aunt was a vegetarian before i knew anyone who was doing that yeah, yeah. I it. before it was a fad yeah. before it was a We're trend greek too so it's like it wasn't oh. it wasn't a thing for the greek people. yeah because food is big yes. yeah especially at least fish but he didn't have yeah. an, did he have an eating disorder of any kind or body think, image issues or no i don't think he would have ever said that no but you think he did uh yeah i think i i think I definitely think my, yeah, I think we, 
have similar. Is it is it or can it be hereditary eating disorders? Uh huh. Oh, oh okay. really? I was thinking because it seems like anything that's like a kind of like I mean, is it categorized as a mental illness? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's in the D, D, DCM, DSM. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say, I was Del like, that, it's in the dog. <laughs> that seems so what an inside joke. What a- <laughs> Some people got it. Some people are like, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Cause I was going to say that that seems like it's hereditary and your mom is totally fine with Ugh, eating. I, yeah. And that's been such a blessing. Her whole side of the family is just, uh, oh, they're that's- great with food. They're great with body image. They, Yeah. They and they're supportive to you. Like they don't like if it, have you ever been at a family dinner and not ate eaten? And is that weird? Is it awkward? Is everyone like what's wrong? What's wrong? You, have you to- know, um, you learn not to say you learn like tricks, uh, but y- well, it'll never look like I'm not. She eating. has a lot of big purses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just have- wait. What are some of the tricks? Do you mind talking about that? I- or even sit by the dog? <laughs> yes, yes. Sit by trash can. That's a- yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, always carry trash can. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a little trick of mine. I eat by a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) You literally, like, I just imagine you sitting at the end of the table going, "Mm," and you open your mouth, but you're not actually putting it in your mouth. You're putting it on the other side of your face into a trash can. Everyone's like, we know what you're doing. Uh, No, but like, (laughs) like, and do, and does, do you have moments where people are like, we know what you're doing? That would make me angry. Like, that would make, if someone was on to me, I'd get pissed. Agreed. No, agreed. And I don't like people being on to me. And so I, yeah, I holidays are hard. I usually like exercise a lot before the meal so that I'm hungry. And when I'm really hungry, I can eat. I really can. Like I can eat like a fairly normal person as long as the food is good. I mean, I'm in a, a a better place for sure where like like back in the day holidays, I used to have to really plan out exactly what I was going to eat. Exact. And now it's like, no, I know as long as like I there are vegetables there and there's food that I'll eat, I'll be I'll be fine. So what what are like foods that you absolutely will not no matter what eat? How much time do we have? <laughs> oh man, the way you're, fa- I can like read everything you're saying by your facial expressions. Yeah, I mean, I don't eat meat. I don't okay. eat dairy. Okay. I don't eat. I mean, that's good. I mean, well. Those are kind of two things. I've been watching I- a lot of documentaries lately, but that shouldn't. You good. don't really need those things anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, And then beyond that, I, I, I ideally love to not eat gluten, but I don't make a big fuss over okay. it. Um, and that's, I would think, a lot of progress since from where you were when you were when totally the disorder was it. Oh, yeah. Right? With the disorder, I'd just be it was weirder. I would just eat only like cottage cheese and grapefruit uh. and stuff. I had a much weird. And now I, I read this book, The Crazy Sexy Diet. Have you guys ever read it? Do you know I, Chris Carr? Yes. Oh, my God. My friend gave that to me yes. years ago. Sounds like a cheesy name. Why are you name. reading diet books? Alyssa? No. OK. 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 To be fair. Well, I can't condone this. this. To I be mean, fair. This was a woman who like she's very inspiring. She like cured herself of stomach cancer through diet. And so the the name sounds like trashier than the book. Right. And that book helped me learn how to not obsess almost over like calories because I was more like, these are just like foods that are good. Mm -hmm. Just eat these until you're full. And then like, yeah. uh, Okay. It, it, and I think that book helped me a lot to, to not focus as much on the, yeah, the exact calories that I was eating and more just be like, listen to your body, trust your body. And if you're eating good foods, then you can trust your body more. It's hard to trust your body when you're eating like artificial foods or foods that aren't. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great way. And I mean, like you can tell a lot of like, I mean, you know, I am a doctor as we established earlier, <laughs> but like, Duh. you know, when you're not doing well, we, I like we get. I've been through times when I was not like feeding my body like the right things because I was really depressed. But like you can tell by like the tone of your skin and like you don't like everything looks like healthy 
Yeah. You know, you don't look like you can. I mean, you can tell outwardly when someone's like poisoning themselves or or starving themselves, kind of. Uh, well, I mean, we've, I feel like we've all been at the gym and there's the girl that's bones, barely skin. Totally. Like just and it's well, it's, I go to the gym in Harlem. So no, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I gotta, no. you've been to a <laughs> gym a in which fitness. there was that person or, or I've never seen a man that that uh, like that. But I have seen um, women that just they're all every time I like they're always there. They're you see them every always, now and then in New York. And like, yeah. I mean, nothing as you know, the way people look at people who are obese, that is not I don't that doesn't make me like, yay, but like it doesn't like hurt my insides the way looking at someone who's too thin does i know it, it like really hurts, hurts my me. actually like yeah it, my bones and i just want to go and be like you need help and like you need it immediately because it's something where someone is suffering but you can see it i know and then and I mean, when you're we're thin, really mean to fat people though but well, those people yeah. are suffering too i mean just yeah. watch my 600 pound life like all those people need therapy so bad oh like, god it's, a, it's the same <clears throat> thing it's just the problem is the opposite yeah of taking it totally are you dealing with it by eating or are you dealing with it by not eating or are you Whoa. dealing with it Deep, by y'all. drinking or, or yeah because sure. it's like, it's, i'm reading hunger by roxanne gay right now have you guys oh, oh no but i no, but I, she's wonderful she's I just, wonderful yeah and i love her the book has been very i feel ignorant for not even knowing it before but just reading the book is like oh my god that's a, this it's is a this, new book right but i guess i just mean the idea of obesity it is so similar to anorexia it's like oh this Sure. It's the same thing. The food is, it's no longer about the food. It's its being used as a vessel for something else. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. I mean, I think people are really like uh, rude almost about like overeating. Um, but and- I think people are more likely though to say to your face, I had a boss once who she was just naturally thin. She hardly had time to eat because she was so busy. But she, um, she, I remember she would always say to me, she's like, man, when you're, when you're thin, you're just thin built. And her, I knew her daughter and they had the same build, just very scrawny, you know, not scrawny, but oh, thin. I and, dream of that. Uh, right. But <laughs> they, people always say to like always to their face. And I know people treat uh, overweight people like this too, but it's, I hear all the time when you're thin, everyone's like, eat. Oh my God, eat a sandwich. What are you doing? Like, Those are just so fat skinny. people who are mad. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, but other, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> or, or I think regular people too, though, because I would say I would actually yeah. when she pointed that out to me, I kind of noticed like people who are so fit were like buff that were like, oh, my God, you need to eat. Ugh. And it's like she's like, I, I'm fine. She didn't. She happened to just naturally her body. was That's just how her body was made. But she was like, people are so much quicker to say out loud to your face in front of all these people like wow you look really thin Ugh. i know that well because it's like almost like considered like uh a compliment a but it's positive a positive problem right like it's kind of like you know where you know asian people are considered the model minority so like it's almost okay to be like asians great at right. math even though that's still racist right right, right. you know it's, it's, it's kind of in the same as in the same say. family i would as we say as, we say. <laughs> as our, us comics say <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's almost just like, just stop talking about our bot. Like just well, in general, right it's there. like, just yes. don't, yeah. I, don't mention what I'm eating. Don't talk to me about for just, anyone. It's do you just find like, that though? Do you find people commenting on your, on your, yeah. either that you look great. And then when people say you look good, cause I want to thought that about you. Sorry. I thought you looked great. Um, <laughs> but uh, does that, how do you feel when someone says that to you? Yeah. I think it's, it's like, it, it is that it, I, it feels good always, of course, to like, I like hearing that I look good, but the, all I can hear when I hear that is just like, okay, well, you got to like, whatever you're doing, like you have to oh, keep, it up. keep it up, you know, or like, or like, oh, maybe I wasn't looking good a month ago or like what, you know, whatever it is, I I can never just take a compliment at face value of, because uh. I think I don't feel yet in a place where I'm like so 
healthy that it's I, I'm I'm still constantly yeah. Like, eh. You have to love. You have to be like into yourself and love yourself and be cool and like be nice to yourself. Yeah. Or I'm. I'm I think I'm realizing like, well, for me, body positivity would really be if no matter what my body looked like, I felt good about myself. Does that make sense? Like that I, yeah. that I value myself because of a set that I did that was funny or because, right. or because of, a I was a good friend or because whatever it is, or I was a good girlfriend. I mean, it should just be good because you are you and yes. you're great. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it seems like for, it's like always relying. It doesn't need to rely on any outside things mm. ever. But yeah. do you feel though with, I remember uh, one thing that she wasn't a therapist. She was a, a healer. <laughs> Who was what? she? Let's She's drag her. Bitch. Oh, I don't. I mean, I hope I go to the grave without ever seeing this specific person again. But uh, but uh, I thought it was interesting, but I think it was more damaging than helpful when she told me this when uh, I was like forcing myself to throw up because I wasn't trying to be I, I wasn't trying to be skinny. I just want to control over something. And uh, she's like, imagine you being a baby. Like mm. imagine Christina when she was three. Oh. Now imagine somebody sticking their fingers down Chris, little three-year-old Christina's throat and forcing her to barf up the food she Ooh. just ate. And I was like, that's horrible. And she's like, yeah, so stop doing it. Like basically that was her approach. And I was like, that didn't help at all. Yeah, that just- Like make guilting me about anything is never- going to get me to fix now i want to do it even more longer because you did that to me agreed no like that, fuck you did did the bad that's why those bad therapists that you had did they ever yeah uh either the just believe or like you're really harming your inner child yeah yeah you're, you're harming your inner child or just yeah i think the key to anything is just like listening like I, any therapist who didn't listen to me and just tried like giving me something or making fixing me i think my therapist now is so great because she'll just listen and she won't judge me or she won't like yeah she won't say i'm doing badly or i'm veering off course or i'm relapsing it's just like okay well let's like kind of let's see where we can let's go see with what this. it is yeah. And yeah this is what it is and let's see what path we want to go on and kind of have that more calm approach to it. Not like, wow, you're going to do it again. Gee, like, right, make, like we need guilt, to fix you. We need the to fix guilt's yeah. going to elongate it. Agreed. I mean, it just never helps. And so like, okay. So now like when you're, when you're frustrated or when you're feeling anxious, does that exacerbate the anorexia? Yeah. Okay. I would say it flares. I would say flares come with like a, any type of Thing that's out of my control. So if it's depression, if I'm feeling way too, way, way too sad, then it's like, okay, let me try to, this is one thing today that will make me feel happy. Or do you have clinical depression? Um, I've never, were... I've never gone on meds for oh, it. Right. Um, but I've, I, yeah, I've dealt with, but de- things aren't great. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Same with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. I, again, going back to my college was like, oh, I was so depressed in college. I probably mm. could have used some meds in college, but now I feel, I feel more like it's just, I'm sad a lot, but I don't feel I live in darkness all the time, if that makes sense. You know, that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my standard of fucking happiness. It's like, yeah, I'm not not in a damn cave every day of darkness. Fuck all (laughs) y'all. Oh God. That's really okay. Um, and so, uh, you, you, did your, your dad die? Did your dad die one year ago or two years ago? Two years in October. Two years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know you mentioned like, where were you with, with the anorexia? at that time, like when he was sick, did it start to get really bad again? Or cause I know you mentioned there was a big correlation between those two things. Yeah. Pretty much the minute. I mean, my, my dad was like my, my parents, I was, I was almost probably way too reliant on them. I was so okay. dependent on them. I went home all the time. I really hadn't built a life for myself yet in New York. I was still really attached to them. Okay. And so to have my dad and then my mom kind of both be like quickly taken away from me, I, 
I just, it was your mom, your mom died. Sorry. No, my mom didn't die. She's wonderful. She's alive. She's great. But she, I'm consumed with that. Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. And and just, you kind of immediately, it was like, oh, my mom is a fragile child. Like, and she needs, Mm -hmm. she needs my help more than I need. I can't have bother her about like, I feel that. Sure. (laughs) She's like, bitch, I'm losing my husband, you know? So yeah. Right. Um, and pretty much, yeah, right away, I just started old habits. And I was living in the, I, I moved home to take care of the, right, him. And so, that. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's to live a in lot this, on yeah. your shoulders, on in your on your heart. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and brain cancer just, it was like the ultimate of no control. I mean, basically my dad one day could read, the next day like was like, I don't know why, but I can't read anymore. Or mm, same with fuck. moving arms or legs. It just, really? it all happened so fast. Did and, he forget things? He would brain forget. Cancer goes so many different ways, I feel. We got a... a, a I don't know what's worse. Like better, memories but, of a person. But Did my he... dad never, oh, until the last day, he always knew who we were. And he didn't, aside from like little questions he would ask over and over, mainly it was physical that he lost control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he, his brain kind of I mean, stayed with seeing us. your father. Oh, I. Ah, fuck that. Right. And of course, especially because I know like he was such a physical person who loved like running and you, because you would post so many pictures about him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the hardest thing to watch was just like, oh, this is, mm. this is, yeah. Uh, as much as I would have loved to have my dad for longer, it's like I didn't, to see him like that was, yeah. Right. And I mean, sucked, you yeah. seem, it, it's, I think that it was nice, like that you guys seemed like you were so close. So it's like yeah. you really valued and used that time while uh, he was alive. Yeah, uh, we did. We did. It, weirdly, I was feeling really nostalgic for those times recently, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, they were really bad, but we were all together and mm-hmm. it, yeah. So anyway, I definitely, and my dad too was, we put him kind of on a restrictive diet. So I just was like, I'm doing it with you. You know, it was a very, like, like it was like something to do together, but really it was also the yeah. anorexia sneaking in pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But it was, yeah. Cause for brain cancer, there was a lot of like diet tips and things that uh, sugar is like a it f- cancer feeds on sugar yeah. so or something Jesus. that's moving. Okay. So, so that's why I'm obsessed with like, well, it's really interesting juice. the power of food, yeah. what it can do. My, my old roommate, Alex, her mother passed from cancer, but uh, when she originally got diagnosed, she went vegan and yep. that gave her so many, that gave her like, it wasn't brain cancer cause that's so aggressive, it, but it was, uh, but the doctors were like uh, a couple years or a year or something like that. And she, so much longer than that because of her diet. Yeah. So it's really cool what food can do. Wow. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's a good reminder too of like food and brain are so connected. So connected. So like I do need to eat because if like your food, your brain needs food to function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What would you, uh, has anybody ever asked you for advice on, hey, I, I want to beat this. What do you suggest? Like anorexia or bulimia or some type of eating disorder. Like what would you say? Usually people come to to me who love someone who is dealing with it and they want to know how to help that person. Um, That's a more difficult because they're not coming from a place of understanding necessarily, even if they do understand and love you, love that person. Yeah. Like or, your boyfriend loves you. Right. And, but he, if he's not anorexic himself or has something similar, he can't fully connect fully for that. And I really do think the biggest step is like the person needs to really want to heal because... Yeah, yeah, you're just not going to, no matter what you do. I do think that tough love sometimes is helpful. And like, even if you're not ready, it, it I hate tough love, but tough right. love. Yeah, it's it it, so bad. It though. sucks. Yeah. So I, I think my, my main feelings. advice, I know tough love, no, <laughs> that those words don't go together. I like nice love. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. So I usually just tell people to like, uh, 
make sure that they have someone in their life that they can talk to it. I think the loneliness and the isolation is something that can keep it going. I had a friend, oh, one of my best friends, she was just like, I remember one day she was like, you suck. When I was like really not eating, she's like, you're not fun. You're like not yourself. I don't like hanging out with you anymore. Like you're, you're totally different. And like, like stop. You're, and, and that was probably one of the biggest things that stuck with me was like, oh, this is taking a hit on like the part of me that actually matters. Like my personality, my friends. And yeah, that was probably one of my turning points. Like, all right. Yeah. I don't need. And that was probably really helpful to hear. You needed to hear it. Yeah. Versus focusing. I think focus less on the physical and more on like what's causing this. Yeah. yeah, And try to get to that before you get to like eat a grilled cheese. It's like, I'm not. And how long have you been with your, how long have you been with your boyfriend? We've been together on and off basically. Right. We've been together right after my dad died. And then we were friends and on and off before then as well. Okay. So a couple of years ish. Okay. And he has said to you that he doesn't want to move forward in terms of like going to the next step in a relationship. Do you guys live together? Not yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you Not or yet. would he want? <laughs> would it's he, coming. Aw, it's coming. You guys love each other so much. It's really sweet. We do. Would he move in with you? Would he go that step with uh, you kind of getting a handle on it? I, I can't. Do you have a handle on it? I think you do. Or I no? do. I do. Okay. It I seems think, like you do, but I don't know. I definitely feel like I have a handle on it, but I haven't yet like picked it up and thrown it away. You yeah, know, because but you got to want to. Yeah. But that's the handles. The first. It seems like a battle that you're still very present in, like in fighting in. But you're doing the fighting. You haven't like just like let it take over. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I'm still. It's still a conscious battle every day. But I'm not letting. I'm trying to not let it win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think my boyfriend. The big thing that he says is just like babies. He's very big on like I'm not bringing kids into the world with your eating habits the way that they are because he doesn't want because it you know. I think that that is a very fair thing. Yeah, sure. And I mean, do you even go this far in your head with thinking of like, okay, so I can see myself down the road getting to a place where it's no longer part of my life or I can, or do you not want to feel feel like going there in your head? It's, I, I'm getting, it's just so weird. It's so a part of me that I can't actually imagine a, like even just being pregnant. Do you guys get scared about being pregnant and gaining? I have no, I'm not going to, I don't, have I get anything. scared. Don't I get scared about the part. I mean, I don't know what's going on in my life, but I get scared about the part where the baby's got to come out. That's the only thing that scares me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt. But you'll be fine. Yeah, I know. They give I will. you drugs anyway. My mom says when they give you drugs, you can't feel it because she had one with the drugs and one without the drugs. Yeah. And but she then, actually said it was, worse. it was Yeah. And that's when you said she felt the giving birth. Yeah. But her threshold that. for pain, I got to say, is quite a lot higher than yours. <laughs> Anyone's threshold for pain is higher than a toddler's so, has a higher th- pain threshold. But also, I just I feel like you know, moms like we're like, we're like, getting a lot of emotional pain. We're little bitchy babies. Like the the younger the younger the generations get, the bitchier babies we get. Totally, like we can't handle anything. I know. <laughs> or not we're just more pain. honest and talking about it now because we're a more accepting society. Yeah, eh? I'm gonna. There's eh? some, there's somewhere yeah. in the middle that is the correct <laughs> answer. Yeah, I don't. It's not good to sweep problems under the. I think mental health right. has definitely gotten better but i think as far as like physical hard work we can handle a little more yeah (laughs) Yeah. mental is great because mental health has not been talked about at all basically for like a long long time agreed 
So well, there's not there's not that mentality of just suck it up and do it doesn't uh, it's not as prevalent in younger generations. Right. But it is. Yeah, it is like insane. I've been at my job for two years and I'm just like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to keep doing this every day. And you just think of your parents like worked 40 years. and one. It's like, how did you do that? But but then I do think to myself, oh, shit, are we just a bunch of whiny little bitches? I think we We might be just whiny little bitches because we're prior. Maybe we're prioritizing happiness too much. I I think so. And then it puts pressure Uh, on happiness. And then this we fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, memes that are, like, (laughs) that are, like, whatever you did today, that was enough. (laughs) And I mean, it's based off, it's based off of a quote from Buddha, though, which I, Buddha was cool, which I put on Instagram and I was like, wow, Buddha was lazy as fuck. Um, (laughs) But it's just like, I I couldn't disagree more with that. And I think that's a bad sentiment to be passing around because, like, we're already kind of lazy. Right. Americans are already late, so much lazier than other countries. I know. And like, also, but also, like, we could, I think, like, there's other countries where they work, like, four hours a day and get, like, double done. But it's like, we're just sitting at our desks mindlessly on Facebook when we could be there for four hours. I'm like, that used to annoy me. I would get all my work done before lunch. And then I'm like, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? Like, I should just be able to go home now. Oh, I feel that so much. It shouldn't be hours. It should be like, this is what you have to get done today. And if you you can get it done slow, I can get it done fast. And then I could have the rest of my fucking day. So true. Yeah. But I think it's it's that Buddha quote is probably only helpful if uh, you are so hard on yourself that you beat yourself up over not working enough. And you in reality, you are working a lot. That's that's for to trick other people. So (laughs) giving them excuse so you can run ahead of them while they're reading that (laughs) stupid quote. (laughs) Here, take this mag. I don't trust that. That's propaganda. (laughs) Buddha propaganda. That's what I say. Oh, I'm on to you, Buddha. <laughs> then he comes out with a book. Fuck you. You're fine the way you are. No, you're not. That's some nonsense if ever I saw it. Okay. Oh. Anyway. Oh, boy. So anyone who's listening to this right now, you just fucking wasted an hour of your life. Good on you. No, you didn't. You listened to something Hopefully and expanded you were multitasking your multitasking while you did it, you fucking sad-ass loser. No, you're um, great and beautiful and... <laughs> See, she made why. eye contact when she said sad loser. <laughs> oh, and my it wasn't God. at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What am I doing here? I'm just talking. Oh, God. My mom taught children. Oh, God. Well, is there anything else you want to uh, what what else would you want to talk about other than? Well, know, that's yeah, I mean, that point. What, 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 oh, OK, go ahead. You're more than just food, right? Yeah. No. Oh, Christina. No, I'm not. I That is it. <laughs> oh god but no to oh, that point fucked. we are i feel that like uh <sighs> the best because i from dealing with depression even watching my mom like grieving so heavily mm-hmm. i do think like the best cure for anything is just doing something even yes. for an eating disorder because i remember like i went a week in new hampshire to be like i'm just gonna focus on eating and i was like no that's not what I you need oh that's focus seems... on eating that seems like corinne's honeymoon that seems like a nightmare even for me <laughs> i'm gonna focus on eating the whole week yeah it was terrible because it was like okay the thing that you think most about that's now the only thing you can do and sure like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's God. probably not good for seems like a real nightmare yeah okay. Yeah, I think what like started healing me most was just like waitressing every day. Like a du- like it wasn't a hard job. It, I but mean, it- that seems a little ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> serving, serving food, other I didn't people. Even think food. of that. <laughs> you get fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at. Oh a, my god, that's really funny. God, in retrospect, was also at a juicery. A vegan, oh, a vegan juicery in Soho. Yeah, Butcher's Daughter. Do you guys know that? Oh place? yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great place. Great place. So, but whatever. I do think just like doing something over and over and having purpose and 
it can get you out of your head. And And that's the trick though, isn't it? Getting out of your head and stop, stop obsessing over the food thing. But it's like, the more you say that to yourself and the more you do things to stop obsessing over the food thing, the more you're going to obsess about the fucking food. Totally. You just said do something over and over. Like you have, like you had down syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to do the same thing over and over. And this is what I can do. Dig a hole in the center of the earth. (laughs) Yes. I just dig and dig and dig every day. And I wear my little hat. It helps. I'm oh, serious. It, I'm fine, guys. Shut I'm up. Fine. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, no, okay. it's true. Oh, it, my God. Ugh. Uh, well. Oh, God. That's Well, really is, is there anything you want else you want to... Yeah. Uh, Let's there, talk about sex. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What about sex? Anything? I we have time know. for like another quip or, or another or, anecdote? Or just is there anything else that you want people to know about you? True. Except for uh, that you're a real yeah. fun, fun gal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. My dad's dead. I don't... Invite eat. me to your restaurant opening. <laughs> I will party. <laughs> Oh, God. Is there any way to redeem myself? Oh, boy. But you are fun and charming. <laughs> Thank you. So Yeah, you're really fun. I mean, you do a great job with dealing with really sad shit on stage um, to the point where, like, when you start the premise, everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then by the end, everyone's laughing, which is, I mean, that's a real testament to your skill. Thanks. I, I yeah. I really enjoy it. I don't know. It's be- <laughs> I think when no, I think when my dad was dying, it was so dark. Every day was so miserable and painful yeah. that comedy just popped. So m- my brother was home with me and we laughed harder that year than I've ever really ever laughed. Yeah. Just because like that's awesome. You like I physically needed it in a way that I never had before. It really was like an orgasm. It was just like you like they're just like all day uptight. And then it was like the laughter just the like- release of laughing at something dark is the best feeling in the world. That's yeah. why we like it inviting comedians to come on to talk about like quote darker subjects because thank god they're all fucked up so. <laughs> i know it's awesome no but it's like we c- it, it's so helpful to hear somebody or just to whatever the thing is just to laugh at something that's like yeah this can be really sad and dark and bleak but like <laughs> you know there is it's something- also uh, there's also humorous parts to it sure. yeah yeah and so yeah since then I, I i like it it's but i do think it's important yeah it's hard when when a, if a punchline's not good, if I have a punchline that's not good, then it's not fair because I've just like brought the audience down for for nothing. Right. Which I I I do you guys ever if the audience, people listening, there are these shows in New York where you just like go to a restaurant and no one knows there's a show. Yeah, and it's like, and why then, is someone trying to interrupt my dinner? And oh I, I remember doing one <laughs> ambush way, an ambush. I did one I way uptown and it was one of my first and the host nights. never tells you. No, and they're they like, never it's gonna tell be a you. show. Everyone's gonna come to see the show. No, they wanna eat. They wanna eat. They they're on a lovely date and then I would just be like, so my dad's in a coma. <laughs> 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 I didn't have punchlines yet. It was just like oh. uh, <laughs> Okay, what else? What else? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, Jesus. Okay. It's a dangerous territory. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, I think I'm further away from it now. Oh, you got to see the big sick. Did you see I Oh, saw I haven't seen it. That okay. Because I was like, you got to see that if that, that means right me of that. Yeah, you also have to see that. Yeah, it was great. Okay. I loved the family stuff in that movie. Yeah, I was going to say that's really, that's really would hit home for you, I would assume. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. She was, yeah. We don't want to give anything away. If you had a pen, a refrigerator magnet, an inspirational fridge magnet, what would it say? Eat, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just open it up once. Oh, I didn't even think of the food. God, food is related. I didn't even think of like the refrigerator as being the vessel, the the keeper of the food. Jesus Christ. Something open me. (laughs) Yeah, open me. Yeah. uh, Yeah, and don't come. Yeah, I always open it and close it. Like, what's in your refrigerator? Uh oh. 
What? My my roommate has a lot of food. She she's so you pretend that that's your so food. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks normal. Look, look at all the food we have. <laughs> like, it says her name on it. Uh, yeah, I. She, she doesn't have to do no, that. No, she doesn't. She roommate. doesn't. Yeah, and also her name's Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Trippy. Um, Lol. That's funny. What do I have in there? I always have like hummus, carrots, and avocado. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. That's what that's I mean. I eat. Good. I eat. I, I'm I'm definitely it yeah. has sustenance. It has sustenance. Okay. And pop chips. Pop chips are my half of my body. Okay. Well, I mean that less sustenance. But... <laughs> less sustenance. <laughs> More fun. More fun. <laughs> okay. But All there, right. yeah, there I think one thing I read that I liked, maybe that this would be on my magnet of something like every day when you wake up, like put it in your mind that it's gonna be the best day or whatever. Like mm-hmm. like <laughs> like just feel cringle. It making me day the best you can. I mean <laughs> I, I'm not against. I'm not against this. It's, it's always the approach. It's the tone right. of the fridge magnet that yeah, matters the, to me. Right. Yeah, it's the yeah. I or like I had a uh, someone who drove me to school in high school. Like one of my friends' dads, he would like leave the car and be like, "Okay, guys, today's the last. What's today's date? Who knows? Today's the 17th last. Or something. Today's the last July seventeenth, twenty seventeen. You'll ever have. So make it a good one. Whoa. Okay. Epic words. Isn't that nice. Dad? Yeah. Okay. Where can we find you online? Uh, at Alyssa Limp. A-L-Y-S-S-A-L-A-M-P on Instagram and Twitter. And then AlyssaLimparis.com for videos and shows and all that. Anything you want to promote? Any gigs coming up or anything else else you want to say? I'm I'm doing my solo show. uh, A lot of jokes about my dead dad. Um, Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Jokes About My Dead Dad. Get on board, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? It's called No Bad Days. That was kind of my dad's big thing. So, yeah, uh, I'm doing that at the Providence Providence Fringe Festival and Cinderblock Festival here. In oh, New York. when? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I see that. Perfect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's be friends. You're I, fun. I can't wait uh, until everyone just emails you uh, stuff, weird stuff about eating. Yeah, I'm really, bring, I'm really looking forward to it. Bring it on. I'd love to hear it. Um, <laughs> and May and I also have a podcast called about oh. all this stuff mm, that yes, yes, Corinne yes. has been on. But we're, we're redoing it. It's now called Crazy in Bed. And it's about being crazy and spending a lot of time in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love double meaning. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. California dreaming is about girls like us. Denim shorts ripped up. Rowdy in a red chuck. Untamed animal. No, you cannot handle us. Go on with your boys tonight. Us girls just living to be seen We were getting high in the middle of the night Skinny dipping in the pale pink light, oh Watch some girls, girls, girls go, go We were driving too fast on the diamond light streets Table dancing in the summertime heat, oh Watch some girls, girls, girls go
Thanks to I'm Sorry on True TV for sponsoring this episode of Guys We Fuck, written by and starring Andrea Savage. True TV's upcoming scripted comedy, I'm Sorry, will feature a host of comedic actors throughout its first season. Kathy Baker, Judy Greer, Jason Manzoukas, Martin Mull, among many others, will all play reoccurring characters, while John Ross Bowie, Lizzie Kaplan, Jamie Dembo, Rebecca Henderson, Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, June Squibb, Gillian Vigman, uh, will all join the show as guest stars. I'm Sorry premieres on Wednesday, July 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on True TV. Thank you.